Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very humid and warm Indianapolis, Indiana. It's time to turn it over to Chris because he has a lot of sports news along with Perry and everyone else on the panel. Go ahead, guys. All right. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy oh, anniversary. Right. Happy anniversary. We have been on a year now. They say it, they said it couldn't be done. And uh, somehow or another, everybody ignored us enough to leave us on for a year. And we're still here. And <laughs> it's show number 52. Uh, this is uh, August 4th, 2019. And we started August 5th of 2018. So it's our one year anniversary. We're glad to, we hope you've enjoyed these shows. We've enjoyed doing them. That's for sure. It's basically what we've been doing for years. We sit around and have our sports conferences. And now we We've, we've taken it live and brought it to, to the world, and uh, so far the world has said, who cares? Anyway, all right, so what's going on tonight? Well, first of all, we're going to, of course, cover baseball. There were a lot of transactions this week. I'm going to try to run. We, of course, we're going to do the standings and, and the scores first. Then we'll get into the transactions this week, and uh, then we were going to we're going to do football. We had a couple of uh, three, actually, deaths in football in the NFL that we want to talk about those players and, and other things uh, in the NFL as training camp rolls along. Then we're gonna, we got a little basketball. we got some Christmas uh, games that we can tell you when they – we can't tell you when they are on Christmas Day other than – it will be Christmas Day, but we could still speculate. But uh, we got some different matchups this year. It's uh, you know, there's some you'd expect, some you wouldn't. Um, got a couple of media deaths we were able to uh, get a hold of, and uh, so we're going to do that. And other than that, uh, we'll see what else uh, the hour brings. So here is Sean to tell us all the things he tells us at the beginning of the show. Well, first of all, I want to come on and uh, let y'all know, and we want to thank once again Jimmy and Larry for coming on last week talking about the football contest, which, by the way, you can find out more if you want to contribute. Go to DJ, that's D as in dog, DJ Faber, F-A-B, B as in boy, E-R, one at Gmail. That's where you can find out about Gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Or yeah, Gmail dot com. And Larry Pittsburgh, P I T T S B U R G H at Gmail dot com. That's where you can get on the list. If you want details, go to seven one two four three two three six four two. Go to board number ten. Hit fire from the main menu, go to board number ten. Also, that same phone number, board number nine, is how you can communicate and interact with us throughout the week. Sports Lounge Live Bulletin Board. It's a cool little concept. And of course board thirteen on that same number is the schedules board finding out what's on Sirius XM and television and the fight club talking boxing, wrestling and MMA other stuff. By the way, before we get on, just get rid of this boring part of it. You can dial in 646-876-9923. Then there are 287-723-4600. Hit pound key twice. Star 6, mute you, unmute you. Star 9 raises your hand on the phone. Alt Y on the computer. And the more 
key on your iPhone. So now on to the meat of the program because I know that's what everybody wants me to Okay. All right. So here's the baseball standings going into today, August 4th, 2019. And uh, in the American League East, the Yankees at 71 and 39, Tampa Bay 65 and 48, uh, 64 and 48. So that would put them, let's see, uh, eight games out going into today in the division race. The Red Sox on their, uh, you know, a death march are now 59 and 54. We'll talk about them a little bit later. When we do the transactions, we'll kind of talk about the fact they did absolutely nothing and they've now lost seven in a row. Uh, Toronto at 45 and 68. Baltimore at 37 and 73. In the Central, Minnesota still leading at 68 and 42 going into today. Cleveland at 65 and 45, so three games out. The White Sox 47 and 61. Kansas City 40 and 72. Detroit 32 and 74. And actually, uh, when you look at it, uh, let me just double check. Yeah, Detroit now has the worst record. We've kind of let that go by. You know, in other sports, we talk about the number one draft choice and who's going to get it and who's going to have the most ping pong balls or whatever. Well, the Detroit Tigers have finally supplanted the Baltimore Orioles after the Orioles did their best to be the worst team in baseball. The Detroit Tigers have now managed to be the worst team in baseball through two-thirds of the season. In the West, we have Houston at 72-40, and 40, and we, they did a lot to uh, cement their ball club uh, coming into uh, the after-the-trade deadline. Uh, the Oakland A's at 63-48, and 48, so they're like uh, eight-and-a-half out. Uh, they're probably not catching Houston, but that's not their main goal right now. Texas, 56 and 54. The Angels are 56 and 56 and uh, going into today. And Seattle, 47 and 66. In the National League East, we had the Braves at 66 and 46. Uh, Philadelphia at 58 and 52, so seven games behind. Washington also 58 and 52. Braves did a lot to help their team as well, as you'll see. The Mets are on, on the comeback trail. They're 54 and 56. What an up and down season for the Mets. Started off like a house of fire, had a horrible like May and June, and maybe first part of July. And then now they're only two. Well, now they won again today. So they're only one game under 500 and kind of in the middle of the wild card race. And who, who would have thought that? And they actually added to their team. Nobody really expected that. We, we mentioned it last week with Marcus Stroman. But, uh, you know, they're, they're in a decent spot now. Miami, 42 and 66, uh, rounding out that division. In the Central, we have the uh, Cubs at 59 and 51. They're, they've had a good weekend, uh, knocking off the Brewers, as you'll see, three times. The Cardinals are 60, uh, 58 and 51, uh, going into today, a half game behind uh, the Cubs. Milwaukee down to 57 and 55 going into today, which would have put them at um, three games out. Cincinnati, 51 and 58, and they're, they're still trying. The Pirates at 48 and 62. In the West, we have the Dodgers cruising at 73 and 40. Then we have uh, going to today San Francisco at 56 and 55, so way out of the division race, but in the middle of the wild card race. Arizona 55 and 56 going into today. Toronto, uh, San Diego 51 and 59, and Colorado 51 and 60. So our scores for today: we had Baltimore beating t- Toronto six to five. The White Sox beat the Phillies 10 to five. Tampa Bay beat the Marlins seven to two. I think they had a two-game series. I guess they were yes, like the yes, rivals, so the, they were off on Friday. And I guess the A's and Cardinals did the same thing, right? Yes, they have a two-game. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a little different. Uh, Friday night's off, but hey, the players can go out and uh, have some fun. Uh, let's see where we were. Here we have. Uh, okay, we did uh, the Miami game. All right, we have Cleveland over the Angels six to two. Uh, we have the Mets beating the Pirates 13-2. to Boy, the Pirates, as we said, have really collapsed. It's the All-Star break. Mets playing good ball. Houston over Seattle 3-1. Uh, Minnesota beat Kansas City three to nothing. Chicago beat Milwaukee seven to two. So that, well, that was a sweep, wasn't it, Perry, for the Cubs this weekend? It absolutely was. Yes. Okay. Cincinnati beating the Braves in Atlanta six to four. 
That was an extra innings. I don't know how many Mate would not tell me, but I'm I, guessing I believe ten. 10. Yeah, I, I thought so. It's over fairly early. Colorado beat San Francisco six to two. Texas over Detroit nine to four. Arizona beat Washington seven to five. Oakland over St. Louis four to two in that two game sweep of the A's. And then for the uh, the last, next to last game, uh, the latest score we had, the Dodgers were trailing San Diego ten to nine. The Dodgers uh, won eleven to ten. The Hunters won eleven to ten. Well, there you go. So uh, just just shows you. All right. So let's look at the wild card games. That's good. I'm glad no, you talked. Oh, and of course the Red Sox are playing the Yankees that, Chris, tonight. Before go ahead, you Perry. Do that, Chris. So the Dodge, the Dodgers have had a lot of comeback wins this year. That's yeah. what the Dodgers might be known for is, is all these comeback wins, especially at home. Yes, that is well, true. And, 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 and when we talk about the trades, uh, the Dodgers are going to be criticized because they didn't go out and get a, get any relief help. So Right. You know. Okay, so let's look at the wild card standings. And these are up to date now because of today's action. We do the division because the division doesn't change that much. But we do the wild card. That's always kind of crazy. The wild card in the American League um, – we start with Cleveland being the lead wild card now at 21 games over 500. Tampa Bay is at number two at 17. So if the season were to end today, they would be the wild card teams as they were in 2013 after Tampa Bay beat Texas to get into that wild card game. They had a playoff. Okay, Oakland, though, is right on their heels at 16. So they're just half a game behind Tampa Bay. The Red Sox. Last week, when we last met, the Red Sox were 12 games over 500, and they were 5-1 and one in their gauntlet of having to play Tampa Bay and the Yankees for two weeks and doing very well. Well, not anymore, as I said. They've lost uh, seven in a row now. It could be eight tonight, and we uh, that game was delayed by rain, so it, was, it isn't going to start till. It, it, it just now started, I just, believe. Just sir. started, okay. So the Red Sox have dropped from that top part of the wild card race where they're a couple games out, and their goal was not necessarily to, you know, they, they were going to be playing the tough teams. Their goal was to hang in there. Well, they're now 5 over, which means they are six games behind Tampa Bay going into tonight's action, and uh, that is just uh, not going to get it done. Texas is three over. The Angels are minus one. In the National League, it's even crazier. We have St. Louis was, is now the leading wildcard team at six over, tied for that second wildcard spot. If the season were to end today, they'd have a playoff game. They would call it the Bryce Harper Bowl because the uh, the uh, Nationals will be playing the Phillies. Of course, Bryce Harper's with the Phillies, and he was with the Nationals, so I guess that's what you'd call it if you're going to, like they do with football games. So that would be the wild card playoff game uh, on the Monday after the season if things stayed the same. Milwaukee is uh, one over. So they're two games out of the wild card. The Giants are at 500, two and a half out. Arizona at 500, two and a half out. Uh, the Mets are three out at one under. So you see these, you know, these teams are still in it. Cincinnati's on the fringe there. They're six under. So that would put them, uh, let's see, uh, five and a half out. And uh, now uh, Colorado uh, minus eight and San Diego minus nine with their loss today to the Dodgers that Robert got us uh, for uh, got for us. So that is uh, the standings on that. So looking at that, and we grab the trades over here, and I'll try to run through them. There's no particular order. I just wrote them down as I got them off our off our phone system and out of an article that our friend Bill from Colmar, California, sent it uh, that was very helpful. And so this is what I got. And then if uh, Perry or Robert or Sean or anybody remembers anything else that I didn't mention, uh, go for it. Now, we did have some on Sunday night that we already told you about, like Marcus Stroman and uh, some others. So this is from after Sunday. We had Drew Pomerantz uh, going from uh, the Giants to Milwaukee. Uh, we had uh, Mark uh, Melanson going from the Giants to Atlanta to shore up, help shore up and, their board. And what was amazing about that is Atlanta took his entire salary because he signed through next year, and Atlanta picked up the entire contract. 
contract. So I'm thinking the Braves have so many players under control. They've had such a good farm system that they can do, you know, this is now when they're starting to say, let's really go for it. Let's see if we can get into the World Series. And when you're in, in a spot like that where you've really built your farm system, you can just start to do things like that. And they've, mm-hmm. they've done that, you know. So uh, that that happened. Then we have Sam Dyson to Minnesota. I think that was, was that also from the Giants? Dyson? That is where correct, yes. Uh, that okay. is correct. And, and, now, and now Sam Dyson is on the injured list. Yeah, he Oops. got injured, so he's on the injured list now. All right. So. I didn't know, I didn't hear this one until the article that Bill sent us. Scooter Jeanette, uh, you know, he's been around a little bit with the Brewers in Cincinnati and various places. He ended up going to the Giants, so I yes. didn't know that. Yes. Okay, from Cincinnati. Then uh, Hunter uh, Strickland went to the Washington Nationals. Washington perennially with a bad bullpen. They're, they're trying to work on that. That. They know that uh, they've really got to do that. Although, yeah, is there some uh, going fact, on about they, Mark uh, about Scherzer? Is he hurt or something? Did I hear yes, that? Yes, he is. Yes, he's on the injured list. He is on the injured. The okay. Washington Nationals got a couple of guys from Seattle: Hunter Strickland and what's his name, Aronis Elias. Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. they 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 made a couple of deals with Seattle. So. Dad, Daniel Hudson went to Washington too from Toronto. Yeah, uh, we have. Um, Zach Greinke. Now, this is the team that really scored, I think, and everybody's looking at it. They now, yeah, they they lock. I think they've locked up their place in the World Series, Chris. I don't. Think well, we had predicted. I think we all picked the Astros to go to the World Series, but we yeah. didn't know they were going to have a rotation of Zach Greinke, who they just got from Arizona. Uh, they would have Justin Verlander. They'd have uh, Cole. And yeah, Derek have, Cole. Uh, Wade and, Miley. And Wade Miley. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Wade Miley's pretty good four starter, long man kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, for mm-hmm. the for the postseason, because you usually just need three. Well, for parts of the postseason. And so, no, they're in good shape. They're in good shape, Houston is. Then we have um, uh, Nick Castellanos uh, went from uh, the Tigers to the Cubs. And what I heard, though, Perry, and I don't know what you've heard, um, they were talking on the Red Sox game, and they were kind of saying he can be a problem in the clubhouse. I don't know anything about it, but uh, that's what I heard. Boy, if, if, if he may be, but I'll tell you what, this weekend, and now Dan Dickerson and Jim Price will say that he is a fantastic guy. Now, this weekend, he certainly has, has done well. I mean, okay. I, it's a very small sample, but he's done very well this weekend. And like I say, Dan Dickerson and Jim Price have always said he's a fantastic guy. I, I think I think to Jan, Dan Dickerson and Jim Price, most of the uh, most of the Tigers are Saints, but that's just that, my, that uh, the way they, yeah. they seem to play it. Yeah. But and that, and they may be right. They, you know, th- these rumors get around, and, and somebody yeah. doesn't like somebody, and uh, you, you got to take them with a grain of salt. Unless you start hearing uh, the trade we're coming up to in a little while here, you know, you know those guys are are, yeah. are kind of crazy. Okay, then Shane Green went to the Braves. There's another one. So they picked up Melanson and they picked up Green. So the yeah. Braves, the Braves could be the team that the Astros will be facing in the World Series. I mean, that's, it that's, could those be. Good it, it could so be because the Dodgers didn't do anything to improve their bullpen. Nope. And if the Dodgers have a weakness, that's it. That's right. Tanner Rourke, a starter, went to the A's. And what do you think of that, Robert? Is that a yeah, good well, thing? Well, he, he pitched well today, uh, but I, I'm concerned because those of you that are following the National League, today he pitched five innings and threw 110 pitches. Is that what he normally does? Pretty much. I don't pretty know. Much. He's okay. pretty much that Thank way. Thank you, Bill. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the trade we were talking about where you know there's problems and you're trading your problems for the other guy's problems. Trevor yeah. Bauer, who uh, Perry told us last week, threw the ball into the center field uh, stands after being uh, relieved, you know, taken out by uh, Terry Francona. He was summarily traded a couple of days later to Bill's, uh, Bill Sparks here, Cincinnati Red, for mm-hmm. Yasiel Puig. Now, Yasiel Puig, as it turns out, it, I found in that article, is a, is a rental for the um, for the Indians because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And, of course, he could come back. But it all depends and he, on how And he's it goes. also still got to serve his suspension from that brawl. So. 
Okay. You know? Yeah. So yeah. So there's that. But but either way, um, he will uh, he will be on the uh, you know on the Indians, and uh, you know they need a bat, so that's not bad. And Trevor Bauer, uh, the Reds, on the other hand, are looking for him more for the future. I think, as I understand yeah. it, they they want to hang on to him. And uh, Cleveland also got a good outfielder from San Diego that's got a lot of home run power too. Okay. Um, Do you yeah. remember? Um, friend, friend, Mill Reyes. Reyes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. Jesus Aguilar went to Tampa Bay from Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, you know, as a first baseman, a little thump for them because they don't have much uh, hitting. And then, uh, what is it, Mark Maldonado? Is that who? what his name is? Uh, uh, Martin, Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado to Houston for uh, Tony Kemp. Right. Uh, uh, that was the Cubs in Houston made that trade. Right. And, then and, we, and the reason for that and for the reason for that one, Chris, is the Astros needed a catcher. The Cubs need somebody who's got some speed, and Tony Kemp does indeed have speed. Okay. And then David Phelps, a relief pitcher, went to the Cubs from, from Toronto. The Jays. Yeah, yep. Toronto had and a he, fire and, sale, and he, basically. He's done, and he has done well since coming to the Cubs. I mean, he gave up one run yesterday, but uh, other than that, he's done very well. Yes. And something you don't see very often in, in an interdivisional trade, Jason Vargas from, uh, to Philadelphia from the Mets. So you don't yeah. really see that. No, you don't so, normally see that. So can anybody think of anything that uh, that should be um, mentioned? Let me let me give you let me give you a couple updates, Chris. Number one, Sam Dyson, as we said, has gone on the injured list for ten days. Um, this morning, the Cubs placed Wilson Contreras, catcher on the injured list, with a hamstring injury. Again, it's we it's pretty similar to the same injury that he just had. Uh, they called up Taylor Davis from Iowa. I, I I don't know if Taylor Davis played today. I would kind of doubt it because he had to fly clear from Tacoma to get there. So um, that was probably a long a long flight. But you know what? I'm not too worried about the Cubs and the catching because Victor Caratini is pretty good. And uh, Taylor Davis, is, as we saw earlier this year, is a serviceable catcher. And every once in a while, he will get you a big hit. Remember, he did it a grand slam off the Cardinals this year. Yeah, and okay. well, the A's have the same problem with their catching position because Josh Begley's hurt. Nick Conley got hurt. They finally ended up releasing him. So now we have Chris Herman and Justin Garneau, who we claimed off of waivers yesterday from the Angels. Um, so the, the A's are kind of in the same boat as the Cubs. Jonathan Lucroy got released by the Angels also, and uh, Astrubal Cabrera got released from the Texas Rangers. So remember, there's no more waiver trade. But you can pick people up from waivers to add them to your team if you need to. Right, and so. they still would be, as I understand it, by September 1st, they would still be eligible for your postseason. August 31st. Yes. August 31st. August 31st. Yes. That's correct. Yes. But if you pick them up, remember, you inherit the entire contract. You cannot. That's be, right. They cannot be traded. It's just a, a, a waiver claim is basically what it is. Okay. That's right. Then we had one. So, uh, if the, so if the Red Sox want to do something, Chris, they have claimed somebody off waivers. Yeah. That's all right. right. So they, they uh, really, they're being roundly criticized here. And actually, yesterday, this is something that uh, we, before we get to uh, the rest of this, uh, one of our last items in baseball, apparently Mookie Betts kind of uh, a little bit just sort of mumbled. And, you know, they I guess Ken Rosenthal asked him, yesterday, uh, are you, were you guys disappointed uh, that you, you didn't make a move, that the team didn't make any kind of a move? And he kind of said yes. He said yes, and, but then no, but we're, we're, you know, we're working hard, blah, 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 and all the stuff you're supposed to say. But, I mean, why wouldn't they be? It's human nature. You know, and, and the hitters have got to be, I mean, they're scoring. They're, 
they're hitting the ball, especially like, uh, you know, uh, Bogarts and Devers and these guys, they're really hitting the ball. They've, they've done what they can. The hitting could, cannot be faulted. Defense has been reasonable, you know, but the pitching, both starting and relieving, and really it's the starters. You're paying bunches of money to Chris Ale, David Price, and, and uh, Rick Porcello. You're getting former Cy Young winners. You're not getting nothing. Uh, Sale is one of the leaders in the loss column this year. You know, has uh, lost more games than most anybody else in the league. Yeah. Uh, David Price has been very inconsistent. The best pitcher they've had out of the starting rotation is Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah. And he's got like 13 wins. I mean, he's he struggled some too, but he's been the guy that's been giving him six or seven innings. The other pitchers, three and a third, four and two thirds, whatever. And then yeah. the bullpen has to come in an inning or two earlier. And then you didn't get a closer. You didn't get Shane Green. You didn't get any of these people that were out there, even an eighth inning guy who could maybe made to a closer or you could throw into the mix in that bullpen. You know, you can't go out and find starters. They already tried that with Andrew Kashner and that's been up and down. So you, you, you But you could get relievers and you didn't have to give up a lot. That's what they're saying. That really many of these people were required for not much. And so they could have done something, but they didn't and well, here they are well, and the marching Yan- you know, towards first, oblivion. The Yankees, the Yankees didn't do anything either. I mean, they have that lead I understand, yeah. but I guess they're kind of being criticized because they didn't do anything either. Yeah, the, but the, the Yankees thing, Red Sox the Dodgers are, are being, they're the ones being criticized because they well, they're the three most of, they're probably yeah. spending the most money. Right. You know? That's right. And, but, but the I thing about the, the Yankees. Thing, I think the one thing, Chris, is that people are criticizing the Red Sox for, remember, after the All-Star game, Alex Cora thought they were about ready to win 25 out of 30 years. He yeah. that, and clearly well, they, had a good, they had a good stretch. As I said, they won five out of their first six with Tampa Bay and the Yankees. And what they'd been doing is beating up on the weak sisters and not beating those teams. And they won five out of six. And you say, going into last night's game, you know, your uh, last week's game at the time, you're saying, okay, sales on the mound. Uh, let's get this one and you know sweep the Yankees and then go on. But then they've lost the seven in a row. They're five and eight, and you know it's like now they're they have a, a vague chance at the wild card. But you know it's just going to be it's going to be very ugly around here the last couple of months if if it goes. And you know it's it's not that the fans don't appreciate what happened last year and all that, but they're saying, well, we spent good money on this team, and you you guys, you Red Sox management, spent money, but how did you spend it? What happened to Sale? What happened to Price? You gave Sale an extension. You know, What's Price doing? Porcello, I think, is at the end of his deal. I think he may yes, be gone next year. So, but, but anyway, you know, th- this is what people are going to say. All right, fine to spend money, but, you know, they're going to look at them a little bit like they did around 2011, 2012 when the Dodgers bailed them out with Gonzalez and, uh, you know, and, and, that, and those guys. You know, when the Dodgers came along and, and bailed the Red Sox out with that big trade because, uh, you know, can sale has, sale, has sale been right? I bet you, I'm betting you right now, Sale's going to have some offseason surgery. And they're going to say that they, they had to clean up that shoulder and it was never right and they gave him the extension before they really examined them or the exam was was uh not not the revealing or how is that going to be played you know how are you going to say that so this will be very i don't know what i don't know what they said on the red sox uh game yesterday chris but i was looking on twitter uh before i left and and kevin winner of uh, espn said he was kind of reading uh chris sales lips and he said he was mad at the umpire he was mad at himself and he said you, you could just see all the language coming out of his mouth that yes. he was clearly yeah. frustrated. And he's been a stand up guy. He stands there and says it's his fault and blah blah blah. Well if there's a physical injury, why didn't the Red Sox know about it? Now the Bogarts, they gave Bogarts an extension right before the season. That's worked out great. He's been fine. And he, you know, arguably could be in the M V P voting. But you know, sale, no. We had one death in baseball, uh, we'll cover it quickly. Mike Rourke was eighty eight years old. He uh, played for the Tigers. He, he was a catcher from sixty one through sixty four and then 
then uh, he was the Detroit pitching coach in 70. I think there were other teams he was pitching coach for, but we didn't uh, get those. But uh, anyway, yeah. so he, he died at 88 years old. So I guess we need hey, to hands up. Uh, well, we've got a question. Hey, hands up. All right. We have a question about baseball. I think okay. we need to cover the the Tuesday night brawl with the Pirates and the Reds because that okay. really, there was a yeah, lot was of suspensions. And, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean. Yep. So what are your thoughts? That was a, that was a, that was a real brawl, Bill. Because yes, it was. In a lot of ways. Well, first of all, um, and I, I kind of heard it a little bit on both sides. I kind of heard Tommy Thrall and, and Jeff Brantley. Um, they weren't quite as excitable as Greg Brown and Bob Walk were. But, um, <laughs> but Jeff Brantley said that uh, I believe his name was Garrett. Is that correct? Though he was going to he was headed for the pirate dugout. He was throwing a haymaker. Is what Jeff right. Brantley said. Well, first of all, the the pitcher for the Red. Garrett was I mean, you just don't do that. But I think it probably goes back to the Pirates pitcher and his name escapes me right now, who actually actually was suspended for ten games, who actually started this. And this unfortunately wasn't the first time with the Pirates this year. But then on the other side, then you get to David Bell, the Reds manager has more ejections and clearly came out of the clubhouse, was clearly in the wrong for doing that. Now, his team, his team will say, well, he was covering our, you know, he was, you know, he had our backs. Yeah, he was sticking up for us, yeah. But Mm -hmm. the one thing I would say with the Pirates, though, Bill, it's not only the Reds. The Pirates have had problems with the whole division. We know the Cubs and them have had issues. The Brewers and them have had issues. Uh, The Cardinals have had issues. The whole division has issues with the Pirates. So, I mean, apparently this is what, apparently this is. Hold on, Robert. Hold on, Robert. At some point, the Pirates are going to have to look in the mirror and say, we have to quit throwing at people's head. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Robert. Uh, Apparently this is an issue with Clint Hurdle because he had the same kind of reputation when he managed Colorado. Uh, uh, I don't know what he does to his team or what. Whatever, but whoever he manages, they're constantly in fights. Well, okay. you know, I'm not saying the Reds are right. Where's Clint Hurdle? Where are they at in the standings right now? I mean, this happens year after year, and his. I mean, maybe Pittsburgh doesn't want to do anything about it, but you know, where are they in the standings? Well, that's right. You know, that's right. They sure didn't. And, and, as and we if, said, you guys, they, they, if you guys want to get in, by the way, if you guys want to get in, raise your hand. Bill will, Bill will tell us your your hand is yeah. up and you want to talk. So raise your hand, and yeah. uh, that is by star nine on your star nine phone, star more nine. on your device. So uh, raise or your hand if you want to talk. Alt Y on your computer if you're listening on the device. And Sean, what's that number one more time? Six four six eight seven six nine nine two three, and there's two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. He's found each wife. Right. So I guess we can get into football, and why don't we uh, talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame inductions? I didn't have a list of them, so you guys can. Uh, I know well, I can start out. First of all, before we before we get okay. to them, we'll let you know our whole our holdouts are still holding out. You know, Zeke Elliott. Uh, all, Although Michael Thomas, uh, Michael Thomas did sign, so he's no longer holding up. So yeah, Michael okay. Thomas and, the, and, and before he, he before we get to the inductions, before the inductions were done, uh, this will be your first score of the year. The Falcons did uh, lose to the Broncos, fourteen to ten. I don't think anybody anybody recognized any names on that. I've turned on the first quarter when you figured that the uh, the starters are going to play, and uh, they weren't there. <laughs> they no, they, they, there. no, none of the starters for both teams played. So right. 
So, okay, so we have uh, some induction. So let's see, I think we had eight names, and maybe we, I know yeah. the one I can start with is Ty Law, of course, a longtime defensive back for the Patriots, uh, you know, uh, one of their best ever. And, of course, he, he had, I think, the, probably the first four Super Bowl rings with the Patriots, I'm pretty sure. I think he had all four of those. And uh, I, I believe he had three. Three, three of them, I'm sorry, yeah. three. Oh, yeah. two, or four, and oh, five. Yeah, he had three rings, and uh, good player. And, uh, you know, uh, who, what else? Uh, who else we got, guys? Uh, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey got in, Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, um, let's see, Johnny Robinson, Kevin Malai, Kevin Malai, yeah, Johnny Robinson under the seniors, and then Pat Bowen, owner Pat of Broncos, Bowen and, Gil and Gil Brandt. Yeah. And Gil Brandt. And, of course, Gil Brandt is still heard on Sirius XM, I guess, isn't he Every still day. Uh, there? Every yeah. day, yes. And, and, and you know what? When it co- and I'll tell you what. When it comes, Chris, every year to that NFL draft, that's the coverage I listen to, and I listen to it primarily because of guys like Gil Brandt. I mean, yeah, exactly. You, you also have to include Jim Miller and, and Pat mm-hmm. Kerwin and those guys. But Gil Brandt, he knows the NFL. And he's, yes, he and does. For those who don't know, he's responsible for, uh, you know, the building of the Cowboys back in the day and, and yep. all that. So Along with yeah, Tex Graham and, uh, and, and, uh, Tom Landry. and Tom Landry. Tom Landry. Yeah, the big yeah, Gil Brandt was a player personnel guy, though. Yeah, Tex he was. He was. A lot of it. Gil Brandt was, was a guy, and according to him, this story, if you ever watch the Elway, the 30 for 30 from Elway to Marino, Joe Brandt was the one that had a trade orchestrated to bring John Elway to the Dallas Cowboys. But then another Hall of Famer. Just imagine if John Elway would have been a Cowboy. Oh, my God. But here's the other thing. It's kind of funny. Another Hall of Famer, Pat Bowen, who went in the same night. Pat Bowen decided to take Robert Ursay out and get him drunk. There you go. He worked out an easier trade. He said, hey, we can get Pete Cunt. And the Cowboys trade was supposed to be more to the Colts than what what Pat Bowen is. So you got to give Pat Bowen. Pat Bowen knew how to play on Robert Ursay's uh, yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah weaknesses. And you got and it's ironic they both go into the Hall of Fame the same night. Yeah. So did, was there anything notable in the? Did anybody see the ceremony? I did not see the ceremony. Was there anything notable that we should know about, or any of the speeches uh, that were I, special? I, I think all the speeches were very good, and I don't have a problem with anybody that went in. It, it, no. Uh, oh no. Yeah. Ed Reed. Ed Reed was really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, thank I mean, you. They're all okay. Now next year. Next year. Next year, what they're talking about doing, oh, uh, what they're not talking about, they're going to do oh, this for the 100th anniversary of the NFL. They're, they're going to induct 20 players into the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, here's the thing I do not like about You're the one that got nominated. They're putting players in, especially in the senior committee, they're putting players in blocks visit You vote for the block or you don't. You vote for oh, the block. Hold on, so, Sean. Bill, Bill, we were trying to get in with something. It was encouraging. Yeah. Okay, well, Bill, I, I, I don't know. You're talking. Uh, maybe you need to mute. Strongly yell. Yeah. Yeah, we. Well, I, but I, it's I thought, better okay, than what we've been doing. I thought doing. Bill was trying to communicate with us. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Sean. But yeah, but, but basically, they're wanting to, do, to induct. Oh, yeah. You induct the whole block. 
you do not in, you do not do not vote for everybody individually. Which I don't know. Like I like the thing of twenty people they want to get, especially the seniors, the seniors committee. You know, the people who have been kind of left off. I mean, look, it took Jerry Kramer forty five years to get in. Yeah. Uh, but they're gonna you vote all ten in, or you vote none. Well, no, look, I, it should be. I, I don't know why they're I don't know why they're changing their voting process because I like the way they do it now. Uh, the Saturday and, night, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, all the committee meets in one room and they vote on each yes. individual candidate. That's how it should be. This this idea yep. now, what they're planning on doing is ten senior members, five uh, five uh, 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 modern day candidates, three contributors, and two coaches. That's what they're planning on yep. for next year. And then the following yep. and, year after that. From from this day forward, 2021 and beyond, it'll be 10 candidates a year divided up into various candidates. I think it's ridiculous to set a quota like, oh, we don't have 10 this year, but we'll dig somebody up. I think that's ridiculous. I think that, you know, I understand there's more players in football than there are in baseball and any other sport. I get that. But when you start getting into a quota system, I like the way baseball does it. Hey, a couple years ago, they had nobody they wanted to get in. We all lived. The world survived. You know, it was okay. You know, so they just celebrated the Hall of Fame's existence and how cool it is. And there's nothing wrong with that once in a while. And next year, I believe the class where Ray Lewis is eligible... Uh, well, uh, uh, Ray Lewis is already in, Sean. No, Ray Lewis is in, but there's no, no, I forget who's eligible next year. Uh, uh, next year it'll be Reggie Wayne, uh, will be one of the yeah. guys. And I forget yeah, who Reggie. else. Yeah, okay. But, and, and he, yeah, nothing against Reggie Wayne. He's a good receiver, but I'm just yeah. saying, it's just yeah. when you get into quotas, and I, uh, this, as I said to these guys, almost brings it as close to the, uh, the, uh, hockey hall of fame, which everybody yeah. and their brother gets into. No, maybe if you know anybody, if you're nice, uh, you know, Borky or whoever you are, you get in. Yeah. Um, he's a healer, yeah. obviously, would get in. But, you know, if you're, if you've got a nickname like that, you get in. That's how you get in the hockey hall of fame. And one of the candidates. And one of the candidates that, that probably will get in next year, uh, uh, unfortunately, passed away yesterday, and that's Cliff Branch. Yeah, yeah so I've got, that's yeah. the first thing I was going to talk about now. Um, and yeah, and basketball is uh, set up fairly well too. They do a pretty good job. Baseball and basketball, I think, are the best uh, have the best systems right now. Yes, I Don't like make- the way I do like the way the NFL does their Hall of Fame though, in the fact that they are in one room and they discuss it. You don't have baseball; right. they're not. They don't they even mail them in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, NFL. They're all in one room. Yes. They just and Peter King has talked about that. You know, and, and the writers thing, present for their for their player, like somebody from the Patriots yes. uh, writers would have presented for Ty Law when he got that's in. Correct, yeah, yeah. and that's how they and do we it. We will say, like I said, the twenty, the twenty is only next year, and I don't have a problem necessarily with the twenty. I just have a problem with the getting them in as in the quota. Yeah, yeah. the block. I don't like. Too. I don't like. Oh, let them vote on the ten. If they want ten seniors, they want to get caught up because people have been neglected. Let us vote. Let the committee vote on the ten yeah. individually. Yeah. This do, one. Do this it. One, do this it. One. Do it the way you you're, do it the way you've always done it. You don't have to set up special rules. I mean, come on. No. Okay. So, uh, speaking of somebody who will not be at their induction next year, which will, I think, happen, Cliff Branch died at 71 years old. We don't know uh, what the cause of death was. He was with the Raiders in Oakland and Los Angeles from 1972 through 1985. He had, uh, let's see, he he was one on the Super Bowl championship team, the all only wide receiver, them. all three of them that was on uh, the all three Raider teams and uh, for 11, 15, and 18 when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He had four Pro Bowls. Uh, 
501, uh, let's see, hang on a sec, 501 receptions for 86-85 for yards, 67 touchdowns, and uh, and like I say, he was the only wide receiver for those Super Bowl teams. Here's another uh, name already in the Hall of Fame, Nick Bonaconti. Uh, he died, and he well-known for his, who was that crew on on um, on HBO, uh, who, Len Dawson, Nick Bonaconti? It was, it was Nick, and Nick Dawson, Nick Bonaconti, Chris Collingsworth, yes. and let's see, am I missing somebody? Well, the, who was the, oh. uh, I guess, yeah, I guess Len was kind of the announcer. He kind of uh, hosted it, and yeah, the other yeah. guys were, yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Nick Bonacani, he, uh, of course, originally from Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, he went to Notre Dame. He was uh, drafted by the Patriots in uh, 62, 62 through 68, he played for the Patriots. Then in one of the worst trades the Patriots ever made in the uh, dark <laughs> days, they traded uh, Nick Bonacani to the, the Dolphins for Kim Hammond, who was a quarterback, who never really did anything for the Patriots. It was part of their quarterback revolving door till they got Jim Plunkett, Plunkett and uh, Bo Bramlett, a linebacker. So that just didn't work at all. So Nick Bonacani got to go to Miami, and a year later, uh, Don Shula shows up, and they start to win. And, of course, he's therefore part of that uh, Super Bowl uh, six team, uh, the champagne-drinking uh, undefeated team of 1972. And uh, so there'll be one less uh, uh, bottle passed around because Tim, uh, Nick will not be there. Uh, he was there from 69 through 74. Then he was out for 75, came back in 76. Out with a thumb injury, uh, he was. Uh, let's see, he was in. Uh, I guess only uh, only two Pro Bowls. I'm surprised at that. Uh, and uh, so anyway, and then he had uh, he had uh, uh, neurological problems. He died at 78 uh, years old. And another thing about him, his son was injured in 1984 uh, in a football game uh, down. And the Nick Bonacani started the Miami Project, which was yes. uh, a lot of research for uh, you know paraplegics and, and uh, spinal cord injuries and you know I and think he, they've made and, some improvements have been a help in, in getting things a little better for those and guys. And he was also the CEO of tobacco uh, one of the tobacco companies for a number of years also. Okay. So, yeah. Another death uh, going back to the AFL Keith Lincoln of the Chargers. He was 80 years old. He played for the Chargers uh, from 61 through 66. Then he was traded to the Buffalo Bills and played there in, uh, I think it was 67 and 68. Um, he, let's see, I'm getting my, uh, okay. Yeah, Keith Lincoln, he had uh, 61-68, Buffalo 67-68. He had uh, the AFL championship in 63 when the Chargers uh, beat the Patriots. He had uh, five all-star games for the AFL, 758 rushing attempts. He had uh, 3,383 yards. He was like the – there were two backs on the Chargers back then, Keith Lincoln and Paul Lowe. And if I remember correctly, Keith Lincoln was like the fullback type guy. Back then That's you had correct. two backs in the backfield. Nowadays yeah. there's usually just one back, but the back then you had two backs. Uh, then he had 165 uh, uh, receptions for – 2,250 yards and, and 40 touchdowns. So good, good, solid player. Not a not a Hall of Famer like Nick Bonacani or Cliff Branch, but a, a, a guy that we all, the old uh, AFL people remember fondly when the, the Chargers were always uh, competitors, that's for sure. And uh, so that's, that's basically, anybody else got any football? Well, um, talking about Cliff Branch, I got a chance to meet him and work with him on several occasions because I used to compete in Special Olympics when I was a kid and uh, I got to meet him and several of the other old Raiders, and he was one of the nicest guys. So 
you know, what can I say? I, I hope he does eventually get into the Hall of Fame. I think he will uh, next year. Yeah. I think, you know, especially having died on Hall of Fame night, that's going to, you know, you know, chink their memory a little bit, get them to say, hey, you know, these things happen. We had a couple of uh, media deaths that are late being reported here. Just Well, one is on time, but one is late. Our uh, primary phone system that we were using went down, so I didn't get this information until much later that Don Klein had passed away. Uh, Don Klein, I think he was 95 years old. 95, he, yep. Yep. He was the, uh, well, let's start at the beginning. He uh, was in World War II. He got out of World War II, stayed in Hawaii, as a lot of people did. It was a nice place to say when you, if you were there. And so he started to get into radio and do re recreate baseball games in the late 40s and early 50s for the San Francisco Seals. In other words, they would get on, over the wires. They'd get the information. They'd do the recreations like we talked about. Uh, Ronald Reagan talked about when we had it on All Things Radio about, you know, you'd have different sound effects and do all these things. So then in 51, he came to San Francisco to be the voice of the San Francisco Seal. And of course, they were the AAA Seals. Uh, they had the Los Angeles Angels and the San Francisco Seals before the Dodgers and Giants came out. So he did that. And then in 1957, he was hired by KCBS uh, as their sports director. And he was there, I think, till 1990. He did Stanford football uh, for all those years uh, up until 1981 because he had to make a choice to make. And he decided, and Bill Walsh talked him into it. Bill, they were saying in the article, Bill Walsh, who, of course, was now the coach of the 49ers, had been successful with, uh, with Stanford. And he said, come on, Don, come with me. We're going to the Super Bowl. Well, they did go to the Super Bowl, and in the first year, too. And he is one of the two voices you hear. There are four people that call the catch. Uh, Jack Buck, you never hear his call uh, very much, and you never hear Brad Shams, because, of course, it was against the Cowboys. The other two people are Don Klein from the 49ers and Vin Scully from TV, who was on TV with Hank Stram that day. Jack Buck and Pat Summerall were on the radio. It was a strange... And that was the last football game that Vin Scully ever did. That's right. And that's what he said. He said when he went home from that game, he said, that's about the best game I'm ever going to do. Why don't I just quit while I'm ahead here? That was a heck of a game. And, uh, you know, so th that was the last, uh, well, it was about a minute ago. He whatever. He did NBC the next year. Right, he did. And then, of course, yep. he got into baseball but mm -hmm. uh, and got back into baseball, which is what he really wanted to do anyway. But he enjoyed doing his football. He was on CBS for about 10 years doing football, eight years, something like that. Yep. Worked with George Allen and so forth. But anyway, Don Klein is one of the guys you caught by Clark. You hear that uh, yep. uh, highlight all the time. Don mm -hmm. Klein also did the playoff games for CBS radio and, and uh, filled in, you know, on on their games at various points. And, uh, you know, it was just around a long time and uh, somebody who you'd hear reports from if something was happening in San Francisco on uh, CBS Sports. So that was uh, somebody. And then the other person who died, and this is one that Perry wasn't, this, this, his name apparently was Max Falkenstein. He did the Kansas games on the University of Kansas, basketball and football, from 1946 till 2006. I didn't hear him. Uh, the thing is, I thought I heard some Kansas when, when we started to get uh, serious and XM, but I don't remember his voice or anything about him when I first I remember it. I think it was that guy Bob Davis who, who did the – was it Bob Davis, Perry, the guy that did the uh, Royals? Yes. Yes. And, and Bob, Davis has, Bob Davis did Kansas football and basketball play-by-play yeah. play for many years. Right. Well, apparently he succeeded this guy. And, of course, Bob Davis retired a couple of years ago and got a new guy. I well, think this guy – I think this guy might have been – he did some fill-in play-by-play, but I think he also did some studio work is what I – yeah. I don't know, but we didn't get a, a, a full obituary on him. Uh, did hear about uh, our friend USF did have it, but the, we don't know a whole lot. But that's what it said, 46 to 06. Maybe it was a host. I don't know. But the thing is that if you want to, you know, we talk about insecurity in the media. Get a college job where you work for the school because you get a guy like Woody Durham or Kaywood Ledford or you can name Bobby, uh, Johnny Holiday in Maryland. You can name a bunch of them around the country who have been there forever. And they do these games for 30, 40, 50 years. And, you know, then they 
they bring in a, a you know where they are in their career because what they'll do especially in basketball when they're young they'll bring in a player but then when they get a little older and you can see that they're going to be leaving they bring in an, an announcer to work with them you, you yep. can see the pattern you always see it and that's going to be the next guy who's going to replace the, the legend you know mm-hmm. uh, Bob Barry yeah. in Oklahoma was a long time uh, Dave South whether you like him or not long time at Texas uh, Texas A&M so you know uh, hopefully our friend Craig Way will well, be there a long time well they did not bring an announcer in for Dave South they left Dave Elmendorf and then they brought in another announcer right but right. often you can right. see the handwriting on the wall that they're thinking about a, a succession plan because they'll bring in an announcer and you know get people used to them and they'll do the pre and post game and do all that and then then they'll take over when uh, and there's been a lot of those guys yeah uh, oh Gene Deckerhoff there's another one who's been with Florida State forever and just a bunch of them uh, yep. Nick, Nick McHuber down in uh, you know Florida a bunch of people we, we you know can't name them all but if you want a secure job get hooked up with your school and do those games and you get 30 40 years and uh, you're a let you become a legend because you know people okay they talk and people will make fun of this about turning down the sound but when you when you're into a game and you hey you're rooting for Florida State you don't want to hear those guys those national guys you want to hear we did this and we did that you know that kind of stuff and uh, the kind of stuff you get from Gene Deckerhoff so anyway I guess we can move any more football anybody want to or media stuff no, no, nothing. How much time we got left here? I don't know. We have about. We've got. We're about nine minutes. So uh, we nine okay. minutes. Okay. Then we'll do the Christmas games. We'll do them real slow. No, we won't. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've got the games. We the NBA has not announced anything about their real schedule, the full schedule, but they do like to tell us about Christmas games during the summer to to cool us off and make us think. So now this is um, no in no particular order. We don't have the starting times. We can assume the couple will be earlier. And so the. Yeah. The Clippers will be at the Lakers on Christmas, obviously Christmas night sometime oh, in the East. I'll bet, the I'll, the I would bet that's going to be an ABC. If I were to guess, that'll be an ABC. Yes. Yeah, yes, I, I think yes. that'll be an ABC game. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I got speculation. Let's let him go through the whole schedule and then I'll. Yeah, yeah we got the Celtics and Toronto, and that'll uh, now that'll that's be an ESPN. <laughs> that's an interesting one. Yeah, that probably might be the first game around yeah. twelve o'clock because mm-hmm. that's an interesting one because you've got this. You don't know what you're going to get here. I don't think I would go so far as to say that the Toronto won't. Make the playoffs. I think they've got enough talent to do that. But yeah. the Celtics in Toronto are not uh, the top contenders in the East. We've no. got a couple of them coming up in another game. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how they decide. This is the first time they've ever had a game in Toronto on Christmas. I know that. Yeah. So that's that part of it. And they're the champions. I think they they sort of want to give them something uh, for that. So then we have uh, two teams that you don't see on very much, but are going to be pretty good this year: New Orleans and Denver. That should be a good game. I think uh, you know people may enjoy that uh, pairing. Uh, yeah. now, now, two of the contenders in the East are Milwaukee in Philadelphia. So you're going to see them play. That might be like that 5:30 game or so. That's what I'm thinking. That's the game that's uh, the last well, couple of years. I don't know. No, you know, I think the next one will be your 5:30 okay. game. Houston and Golden State. You think yep. that's the 5:30? I think that'll be the 5:30 well, because okay, here's how it goes. It's usually an ESPN game. Right. And they have two ABC games, usually 3 and 5:30. Right. Then you have two ESPN games. Yeah. So I'm thinking your marquee ABC games are going to be Houston Golden State Clippers and Lakers. Clippers okay. Lakers. Yeah. So those would be the five thirty and now, eight. Now, so you might have the Philadelphia game well, like no, three. No, three and three and five thirty. Three and five thirty. Oh, three and five thirty. Okay. Yeah. So in the Philadelphia now, game. Now last be... year, last year they did. Last year they did do. I think three ABC games. Yeah, they did. Right. So you may you may see this flip around. You may see like the Lakers Clippers be the prime time. Uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia would be like the five thirty. You made those three. Yeah. You're going to start with Boston and Toronto, ESPN. Yeah. You're going to end yep. New Orleans, Denver, ESPN. Right. Those right. other three, if they do with three, you're going to have three, five thirty, and eight, ABC. Yeah. 
Otherwise, right. you're going to have Houston, Houston, Golden State, Clippers, Lakers are going to be your. They're going to. Those two will definitely be ABC games. Maybe right. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, if they do yeah. a third. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, Robert, you said that there was an extension. Uh, in yeah, Draymond Green yesterday agreed to a four-year, one hundred million dollar extension, which takes his contract to five years, one eighteen, because he's going to get eighteen million for this year, and then when the extension kicks in, it'll be twenty-five million dollars a right. year. So. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's good. As a Warrior fan, yeah. I don't know if we really talk. Where do you think they're going to be in the pecking order in the West? Um, you know, I I, I think they're going to be competitive, but it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how um, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Stephen Curry or Steph Curry works in the backcourt while Clay Thompson is out because uh, Russell can be a ball hog. I mean, I I remember John complaining about that from his Laker days. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, the Warriors' offense is the kind that likes to move around and, you know, what what have you. So it's going to be interesting to see how that coexists. And then uh, when Clay Thompson comes back, does that mean he plays small forward? Probably so. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how those four coexist. Uh, Green, uh, uh, Thompson with Curry and uh, Russell. When do they expect Clay Thompson to come back? Uh, they're saying like February, maybe okay, January, so the, February. Okay, uh, a little before the All Star, yeah, yeah. Well, Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so you know, okay. I, I don't know. And then it uh, looks like Willie Cauley Stein may be the starting center at this point. And uh, okay. you know, I I really don't know how that's all going to mesh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's gonna it's gonna be really a lot of upheaval in the NBA this year. It's not yeah. it's not as easy as it's been in the past to just look no. and say, so oh, these these four teams or six teams are a cut above. There, there's a lot of changes were made, and you know things that, and then people coming like uh, you know uh, Durant won't be back, and and uh, so then no Durant's gonna Durant's back. gonna miss the entire year. So right, uh, you know. It's... So then you're waiting for him. So it's very similar to you know waiting for Hayward that Durant yeah. uh, that, uh, that Kyrie went through the next year, and then we saw that they. Actually actually did worse when Hayward was there than they did without him. You know? Well, and remember, it could be a situation like Hayward where Durant's going to take a full year to get back to normal health. That's right. I'm expecting a pretty good year out of Hayward this year. I think he's going to yeah. be all right, and I think it's yeah. going to be kind of his team a little bit more. Along, right. I think he's. I think he can get along better with uh, Tatum and Brown, and I think the Celtics just won't have as much. You know, I don't know how Kemba Walker mix, fits in, although he's supposed to not be a very good defensive player. The other problem the Celtics have that is being brought up is defense of, of, of the big men. You know, the center position. They, they may yeah. struggle there, so that's going to be. So I don't know where they'll be. Probably in the you know four or five six range in the East, something like that. But, but you know, I, do, I do think Milwaukee and Philadelphia. They're going to be two of the top people in they the East. And, and I'm not sure be. how the West is going to play out, although I do think the Clippers are going to be uh, uh, extremely difficult to deal with. And everybody Houston's going to do well. Houston's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Houston will do fine. Yeah. Houston will yeah. do fine. New Orleans. New Orleans is going to be an upcoming team. They're the team in the next two or three years. Yeah. yeah. Denver, Denver will still be pretty good. Right. And Oklahoma City is going to fall backwards a bit, I think. Yeah. Utah will be all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, San Antonio. Yeah. Well, what about San Antonio, Sean? What do you think about them this year? Uh, they will, they'll have uh, DeShante Murray back, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay. They will be uh, in the middle of the pack, I think. Yeah. Right now. Okay. That's where I'm looking at, middle of the pack. But, and 
I know we don't All have right. a whole lot of time. But what about our NASCAR there? I know we had the gold. Oh, uh, yeah. Chase Elliott won the race, but I don't have the standings. I couldn't find them anywhere. And we don't have the, And this was an interesting race. It was a road race where they they have right turns, and I feel that turn. Yeah, oh, they, my goodness. Uh, this, this was at Watkins Glen today. I didn't even know that both cars that could do that. Wow, that's and, pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They they we have are, cars. They, once a year they get once a year they're allowed to go right. Forty-five. Forty-five. All right, Sean. Why don't you take over? Well, we want to. Yeah, we want to thank everybody, and especially the last year that y'all have been all involved with us and continue for the next year. And ironically, last year I had a cat that talked on the very first episode. And what did she do this year on anniversary? She crawled up in my lap for a minute to say hi. Uh, wow, that's nice. Well, okay. she was she was on my she was on my chest. She was in my lap for a minute and and said hi. But you know, right. so it's very ironic that she came along. For the first show, for the anniversary show, she came back. But right. anyway, uh, I want to let y'all know, want to remind y'all, of course, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com, or you can also go to Worldwide Space Legend in your podcaster, select Sports Lines Live, that's how you listen, or uh, Worldwide Legend Podcast on your smart device, that is another way. Also, 832-999-8604 is where you can listen. Now, this week's show is going to be delayed a little bit. Uh, Perry's off. Uh, well, we can't say where Perry is. He's on some no. secret mission. He's not really sure either, he, so that's the part of the problem. He will have it next week. So so next week, he will have two episodes up there on that greeting on how to do uh, on up there. So you'll be able to hear this week and next week, but you'll be able to check those out. So I want to thank everybody for this year. I want to continue uh, you know, checking us out next year and the yep. 25, 30, 40, 50 years to come, however long That's the right. Reds still around. Absolutely. Time for a yep. wrap, guys. All right. All right, folks. Have a great one. See you later. Thanks. Thanks.